Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sitting down with my best friend to have an honest conversation about how what I do has impacted our relationship. We covered it all in a pretty chatty episode talking about all things from how my work has created challenges in our friendship to what it's looked like to overcome and work through those. So if you're ready to discover why Beck once dragged me to Ikea to buy a bed, what she thinks are some of the weird things about my personality that I don't share online and some tips that we both have on building friendships when one of you is self-employed, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 58 of Starting the Conversation. Um, My slight apologies for a small hiatus that the podcast has seemingly taken. Um, I feel like ever since I took the week off skiing, I've just not really got back into the rhythm. And then I've had a couple of problems this week with editing an episode and then realizing that I didn't want to upload it and then having to redo it. So this episode that you're listening to right now is actually take number two. And I'm sat here with today's guest... Becca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How does it feel to be here? Very exciting. We're going 2.0. So now I feel like I've been on the podcast twice. Yeah. Although the first conversation never saw the light of day. No. But it was still good. It was. And the only reason we're having to record this conversation is because the one that we initially recorded was about two months ago. And let's just say our lives were very different two months ago. Yeah. Um, We didn't live together. No. Now we do. Now we live together. So I just feel like there's a lot more for us to talk about. When I was listening to it back, I was like, this is good, but is it great? Yeah. And I was like, good, not great. That's not what the podcast is about. And I wanted to do you justice. Mm. Your first time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. How long have you been waiting for this moment? How long has the podcast been out? Over a year. I've been waiting over a year <laughs> to be on this podcast. <laughs> you know how many friends will be upset that you've made it in and they haven't? I can only apologise, but I do live above you, so... I couldn't really escape this. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) So today, as people will have seen from the title and the kind of introduction that they've already listened to, we are having an honest conversation about Mm. how what I do, being an entrepreneur running my own business, impacts our friendship. And I guess impacts the wider relationships that I have in my life. Because you'd probably be someone Mm. that has seen... Like, you've been with me through the whole... The whole? (laughs) You've been with me through the whole. Um, you've been with me through the whole journey. Yeah. And I feel like you, we've, you know, struggled probably at the start on both sides mm. to manage our friendship as our lives have changed after we've both begun to do different things. Yeah. And I feel like now we're at a place where we're very healthy in terms of how what we do doesn't impact our friendship and actually our friendship is independent to that. But there's definitely a lot of stories and learning curves to be told within that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so mm. it's going to be a chatty episode, I'm sure. But they're the <laughs> ones that people like the most, so fine. It means that I don't have to edit anything. So to start off, to give people a bit of context, why don't you tell people who you are, Yeah. what do you do, and when slash how did we first become best friends? So, um, yeah, I'm Becca. I am 21. 21. 21. And uh, I, well, I feel like... Yeah, there's so much to to say, but at the moment I'm studying at drama school. I do musical theatre. You do acting, singing, and dancing. Yes, indeed. That's all I know about your degree. (laughs) Yeah, well, vice versa. Um, Yeah, so I do that at the moment, and I'm loving it. But I've I I took two gap years, which was good. Gap year. Um, So yeah, so now I'm finally on my in my first year, which is a bit weird because everyone else seems to be graduating around me or have full time jobs. Yeah, and there you are. But I'm loving it. Good. And Mm. how did we first become one? We first became one in secondary school. Yeah, I would say like year nine. Mm -hmm. Don't know how old we were then. Fourteen. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say about fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen was our prime. Yeah. And we, we just became best friends because I feel like we bonded over boys and yeah. 
what we thought of the world and yeah I don't know yeah wanting to empower each other empower empower oh right I didn't know what you said empower empower isn't that empower yeah it's the same word it's the same word okay cool Something you and I have learned about Becca in this episode. She doesn't actually know the meaning of a lot of words. I'm actually really, really unintelligent. Oh, but worldly intelligence, I feel like I've really nailed that. You are street smart, not book smart, and I'm the opposite. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think either is a straight to But we did do really well in our GCSEs. And I did okay in my A-levels. And I'm now doing a degree, so... There we go. Congrats <laughs> Whatever, to you. whatever to you. world. <laughs> so it would be safe to say that for the first, like, four years of our friendship we were in the same place in a bubble yeah in Mm. a bubble we were at school and they always say when you're at school oh once you leave you're gonna be annoyed that you didn't spend more time with your friends yeah because you just take it for granted that you see your friends every single day so true but now we're at a place and we've transitioned probably over the last three years um Mm. to where our lives are completely different we're in completely different worlds you know I'm not in drum school. I don't have any clue what you do all day. Mm. And you definitely don't run your own business. And no. you don't really have any clue what I do. No idea. So it's definitely been a learning curve of like, how do you transition that friendship with such different lives? Mm-hmm. But I think we're now at a place where we're pretty good at that. Yeah, but I think I think it's important to realise that it's taken a lot of hard work, a lot mm. of selflessness and a lot of time as well. Mm. So, and a lot yeah. of grace for each other. Yeah, just and a lot of like... Um, not trying to get jealous, not trying to feel mm. outcast, not trying to wedge your way into what you do or what I do because mm. that just wouldn't work. Like, I could not teach you how to dance <clears throat> or... <laughs> I mean, you actually got quite a nice voice, but I couldn't... You know what I mean? And you couldn't teach me how to email. Because <laughs> I know what I do. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm not very good at that. And, and I, you can't teach me that. Yeah. I just think... Not that I don't care. Yeah, yeah, we're just different. Yeah. Very different people. And I think, yeah, at school, it's always very easy to have a lot of friends because your biggest common denominator is that you're all in school and you're all having these shared experiences. And it's definitely a transition of when you're no longer all in the same place at the same time. And you're like, okay, like, what does this look like? Yeah. I can imagine it would be similar if someone had, like, a work best friend. And then if they left their work to start their own business, how do you keep that friendship when actually... Maybe the thing that brought you together has now shifted, mm. but you still want to kind of connect in that way. Definitely, because I, I think the biggest thing, and everyone will say this, is time. Mm. Like, you have to make time to see each other, and we didn't see each other for... Yeah, let's take I it back know. then. So we were, to give people context, or if they kind of don't know my story, um, it was first year of AS levels. Yeah. So we were, what, 16 turning 17? Yeah. And it was after that first year that I left school and I think looking back for me I like I can't really remember communicating that to anyone no you actually just left (laughs) so we were like best friends doing (laughs) a-levels together and then I was just gone you just left well yeah you were doing a lot of little businessy is that a word businessy yeah stuff on the side of as level so I feel like all we were doing were Mm. was (laughs) Was, is that the right word for us? Why am I being so stupid? I don't know. I'm just nervous because I don't want to get anything wrong. And then businessy people like say, what are you friends with these people? No, so, you do you, Beck. We were all doing our A-levels and we had a part-time job. Yeah. That's that's our path. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you were doing AS levels and you had like a full-time job and you were going to like London and like leading like, you know, the grotto and stuff like that. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, wow, like, how is she doing all this stuff? Mm. And it- then you left school. And I was a bit like, what? <laughs> Did it shock you that I left? Um, it did because all through school you were the definition of the perfect school kid. Like the system was not going to fail you. I'd like to say that for five years in a row I was our school's most frequent library, library borrower yeah. and I got that award for five years and I think that just sums up my relationship with school. Yeah, 100%. So it did shock me. But then I wasn't worried for you. Mm. But actually, when I was listening back to the first recording that we did, something that you said that was really interesting in that was that you had always, you've always known what you've wanted to do. Always. You've always wanted to be in musical theatre, and you would always be concerned for me because I never knew. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I I know that you could probably do anything, mm. realistically. As most, as everyone can. Yeah, I think so. Something like that, you can do. 
I don't know, I kind of hate the quote of like, you can do anything if you try hard enough, because I just don't think life works like that. Mm. But I think you can aspire to be anything and try your hardest. Yeah, whereas from my point of view, in my head, I knew what I wanted and I had done a lot of research on how I needed to get there. So the fact that you had no idea and you were just trying things out was very different to me. Mm. Because I was like, I cannot try or like move from my plan. Yeah, the way to get into your career there's a six-step plan, there's yeah. a, this many years, this qualifications. Yeah. Whereas I guess in, I'm in a completely different world where you just completely make it up. Yeah. And no one's path is linear. And someone that's been in business for three years can have the same size business as someone that's done it for six months. And there's no mm. real common denominators in like how you get from, from A to B. Mm. So if then we take it back to actually our relationship in that time. Um, so I'd... And I think this is the year where we kind of lost our friendship. But actually, I think this was pivotal in us rebuilding our friendship on away from just the fact that we were both at school together. Mm. Because you were still at school, as, you know, normal 17-year-olds are, yeah. studying, seeing your friends, still in our friendship group. Yeah. And I'd left, was working all the time, mm. making an amount of money that wasn't normal for a 17-year-old, and just in a completely different world. And I think it... Looking back, I think it would have been impossible to keep our friendship during that time because we were just in such different places. Yeah, I agree. And I don't, I don't, you know, when you say like lose your friendship, like I didn't hate you. Like I no, wasn't like, I hate Alice and nothing happened. It was just that we didn't have that common denominator anymore and mm. we just forgot to spend time with each other. Mm. And actually, that was okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How aware were you? So now now that you have asked me questions about what that year looked like mm-hmm. when I was, you know, on the way to being burnt out because I was overworking and doing this kind of, just doing ridiculous things. Not ridiculous isn't impressive, just like it didn't really make sense mm-hmm. how it all happened. At the time, how aware were you of actually what, like what my life was like? Or is it just now that you've asked questions and kind of, you know... Oh yeah, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. Just what you chose to share on social media, I guess. Mm. And obviously we'd have the odd conversation and we did see each other. Yeah. Um, but th- it wasn't like a a formal, like, let's chat about our lives. It was just like, a, oh, if you're free, yeah, let's hang out as our, in our group and stuff like that. Mm. But I was so unaware. I mean, I, it shocked me when you burnt out so much. Mm. It, I was like, wow, like maybe I've missed something, have I yeah. like, not been there enough, and things like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was completely surprised. Um, yeah. Yeah, and sure. I think, if anything, that's probably part of the reason why I just kept going and I I got to that really dramatic burnout was because mm. no one really got what I was doing. Like, no one had done that before mm. in our circles, in my family, yeah, in our exactly. friendship group. Like, it wasn't normal. So I think to everyone else, it was like, oh, she's... She's busy, she's making a lot of money, she's looking, you know, like our definition of success, let's keep clapping. Mm. And I think to me, because I wasn't really letting people into what was going on, and I think part of that was because I just thought that was how it is, genuinely at the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I guess to run a business, you have to be exhausted mm. all the time and sleeping five hours a night and absolutely miserable when you're not working, that I didn't let people in on that. So it's no surprise that when I burnt out, everyone was like, what? Mm. Like, we had no clue because I just hadn't. I hadn't let people in, but I don't know whether part of that was just my lack of maturity at the time. I don't know whether I could have let anyone in. Yeah, pretend, I mean, I mean, you know, being 17, it's not... Mm. You probably didn't have all the answers. Still don't now. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I feel like you took time to stop, and then that's when mm. I stepped in. I don't think I stepped in as... I didn't want to be the hero that, like you just suddenly had this massive open door of time and space and I was like yeah I feel that yeah and I think so so many of your other friends did that as well yeah I actually talked about it on a recent podcast and I was kind of reminiscing I guess about what that burnout looked like and when I thought back to it um like one of the things that I just realized I was that my friends were so gracious in mm. just stepping back into my life and like I remember it so clearly I would like literally for six months and you can kind of testify to this I would sit in bed and all I would do would be go for dog walks with our friendship group and go to therapy and go to the doctors yeah. and that was like my little life Yeah, true. and to have kind of cut my friends out of my life not in a malicious way but just in a like oh guys like I'm doing this big thing and you guys don't fit into that so off I go mm. for all of my friends to come back into my life with such like grace and love and just like hey like how can we 
help you with this. Like looking back, I don't think I realised at the time how much that changed things. Yeah, definitely. So you were a good friend in doing that. And I think it must have been hard for you because you didn't know how, and you still don't. Like when there's problems Mm. in my business, when there's problems in in my work, you don't specifically know how to solve that problem or to help. Likewise with anything with you. Mm. But I think something that you've always done very well and you did very well in that time was just showing up as a friend and doing what a friend could do and not feeling the pressure to to solve things or to change anything. Like, you couldn't change my circumstance. No. But you could show up as a friend. Imagine, imagine if I was like, Alice, you take six months off, I'll deal with the inbox. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you'd have no business left. Yeah. I think, um... Should I tell the mattress story? Go for it. I think that's like the epitome of what you did in that time. Yeah. So, so obviously Alice is, well, how would you describe that six month? Would you use the word just overburnt or would you use the word depressed? Like what would you? Yeah, burnout, depressed. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were in that, I remember the first time I came round in like a long time, came to this house and um, Alice is obviously doing what she did best in that time, just chilling in bed and walked into her room and honestly, was so shocked because it sounds very dramatic, but it was in my head. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, she was like sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Mm. And that sounds not that dramatic, but oh, working again. in the work. <laughs> Love that. We just never stop working. <laughs> the grind. Yeah. I can't bother to cut that out, so okay. go for it. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's sleeping on a mattress on the floor. And immediately I was like, I just had this like, it's just a really sad feeling in my gut. And I was like, all right, mm. just don't burst into tears, Becca. Hold yourself together. Your friend needs you. Like, all this oh, stuff. Nice. I'm quite an emotional... I wouldn't say I was an emotional person. But oh, it's not about me. <laughs> it's not about me. Anyway, that's for another podcast You're in touch time. with your emotions. I am, yeah. And to so, clarify, when people think she's sleeping on a mattress on the floor, my family house isn't doesn't look like the dumping ground. Like, no. It was just that... It was that... That was a, a representation of your body That's and mind and stuff like literally I was like oh this is actually bad because and you know it was a bit messy as well like anyway <laughs> we can go into I should have taken a photo but I didn't because that would be insensitive um yeah so she's sleeping on a mattress on the floor and in that moment I was like I have to do something mm. like I have to and like Alice has alluded to I I can't solve any businessy problems I can't go on a client call I can't do what you do so I was like I need to change something for Alice so what I did was I was like Alice get dressed get up and we're gonna go to Ikea and we're gonna buy you a bed because in my mind I was like if you're sleeping on the floor then of course you're gonna feel low (laughs) like you know what I mean like literally um so I just yeah so we went to Ikea I think that you know we had a really fun time at Ikea because it's like your favorite place in the world and then we just bought a bed like I remember we were just trying them and you said, yeah, I like this one. We were like, great, let's buy it. Well, technically you bought it. <laughs> I do not have the money to buy a bed. You but are, you slightly live vicariously through my 100%. Purchases. Especially in Ikea. <laughs> Every time we go, Beck's like, do you need to buy anything? So A desk, good. a bed, a chair? <laughs> I love it. Because I don't have any need to buy furniture. No. But you do. Because you have an office and stuff. Anywho, so we bought this bed and then we came back. And then I thought it'd be fun to build it together. But then I actually had to go had a to rehearsal. a he- rehearsal. So then I left. And then when I came back about two hours later, you had built the bed. And I was so proud. <laughs> I was like, wow, you built the bed. And then you slept in the bed. And oh how God. did you feel about the bed? It's so funny because <laughs> when you mentioned that story when we did the last recording, you know, like there's so many things that you talked about and you will talk about in this episode that I just have no awareness of mm. or don't see coming. And I think it is one of my strengths and weaknesses is my ability to put blinkers on and just Mm. do what I need to do or just put my head down and get kind of you know what's in the moment and what needs to get done done but I I think at the time I was just like first of all why the frick is she making me buy a bed like I'm fine on the floor leave me alone (laughs) but then I remember it's just one of those things of like oh that was a friend just showing up in the way that she could yeah and that was a thing to me of like oh okay I think I didn't realize it at the time mm. but when I kind of begun to join all the dots I was like oh like that did make a difference probably less so physically with you know having a bed's great and I've still got the bed so you still got the great investment um yeah like it's the same mattress like you didn't yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just metaphorically and also I think I think I said this last time but it just made me so sad seeing you like that and I don't think you were in a place 
back then to hear how sad I was to see you like that it's not fun to see your best friend depressed and burnt out like that and Mm. having that way of living but you just have to find little things that you can do Mm. like texting you most days saying how you feeling today or you know but like going to change that for you just little things bringing you food because I know you probably wouldn't have eaten like just little things like that it's just showing up however you can and I think that's applicable to so many friendship dynamics. Yeah. If someone's mentally or physically ill or if someone's, you know, just got something in their life that you don't necessarily have a direct impact on. You can't change the circumstance, you can't change the situation, but you can show up as a friend. And I'd say that's the the biggest transition we've had in our friendship, which has enabled us to be in a really healthy place now with how different our lives are and with, you know, how Mm. intense my work is, is that I think we've got to a place now where as friends we just stay in our lane. Definitely. There was definitely a time, you know, it's not been plain sailing, but there were definitely times, you know, after that burnout where I then thought, well, okay, you know, I've got this kind of community back in my friends. Mm. You guys are going to be my biggest supporters in my business, right? Like, you're going (laughs) to follow me on Instagram and you're going (laughs) to like all my posts and you're going to, you know, practically, like, listen to the podcast and whatever, whatever. And you're going to ask me the right questions. You're going to have a real interest in what I'm doing. And I would get offended if someone didn't, you know, if I said like, oh yeah, I've got this exciting opportunity and they didn't already know that because they hadn't seen it on my Instagram story. Mm. And I definitely spent a good, you know, six months, eight months just being constantly butthurt. But I had to go through that to realise like actually holding that expectation of my friends was so unhealthy for me. Yeah. Because I was constantly like disappointed or hurt or whatever. But also so unhealthy for you guys as my friends because I was asking you this crazy thing of you which you couldn't or didn't want to give. And also you weren't right to give Mm. because you didn't get it. And it was damaging our friendship which was the real thing I wanted because I was expecting something that was unrealistic. Yeah, and I think this is something we've only realised very recently. Yeah. So, for example, <laughs> I don't I don't really listen to the podcast. No. I think I listened to the first one because it was like a hype. Like, Alice has started the podcast. I think you listened to the one that I did with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah, that one. It was more personal. Friends. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to listen to this one as well. Because <laughs> I'm on it. Did you love yourself? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just... Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. And I probably, I mean, I follow you on Instagram, obviously, because I always have. Um, But yeah, I probably like pictures sometimes, but I'm not like an avid Instagram. What else? I don't even think I'm signed up to an email. I'm actually really sorry about that. Uh, Don't be sorry, though. Thank you. Like a year ago, (laughs) I would be like, I I don't think I'd ever address it with a friend, but I would definitely be a bit like, "Mm, you're not really like like to me the measure of how good a friend was Mm. was how engaged they were in my business and how much they understood what I was doing and how much they asked the right questions and I think the the one of the biggest things that's helped with that I think there's two things because I actually talked about it I don't know if you saw it like had I saw you might not see it don't watch my stories but um there was a tweet that I can't remember what it said but it said something along the lines of like um you know they're not your real friend if they don't support your business something like that and I put it on my stories and went off on this rant basically saying what we're saying here about how Mm. in my experience having that you know expectation of your friends and equating how much they support your business to how much they like you and are your friend is really unrealistic and it's really damaging for both of you and I I started that conversation and so many people had you know I could almost pinpoint whether people were where we were two years ago where you're still in that kind of mindset and it's really damaging or if they were kind of slightly more where we are now of like actually when your friends stay in your lane and when you're in a place where you can find the right friends to give you that support Mm. then everyone's in a really good place yeah 100 percent. and obviously you have work friends yeah and that that's been really really good for you Mm, i think it's come down to two things really like being being able to shut well in my personal life friendships and Mm. not bring work into that i think first of all it was down to finding work friends and people that got it and people that could ask those right questions and can challenge you and, and your business yeah and, whereas yeah. like I love you but if I came to you and was like hey Beck, I'm thinking of launching um these two coaching packages which one do you think feels you know, like the best uh, fit for me I'd be like what's the cheapest um so yeah I think first of all it's helpful finding that community and I think you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, if someone just said, you know, find a community of people who do what you do, I'd be like, like, what does that look like? Yeah. 
but I think it's kind of it's a snowball effect of you know the more you put yourself out there the more you get connected with events and membership groups and podcasts and whatever the more you just naturally find yourself in that community and then I think also which it's, it's I think some people would probably be reluctant to admit I don't know would be the fact that my business is more successful I think when my business felt like it was failing like a year ago not failing but I didn't have a ton of clients I wasn't feeling like there was a lot of traction with my clients or with Mm. the right audience I was expecting my friends to fill in that gap Mm. like because I didn't have people following me on Instagram who were relevant to what I was sharing the fact that my friends weren't engaging with that was so much more obvious to me and hurt me so much more Mm. whereas now because I've got an audience there because I've got a business which is relevant which is um, helping yeah quite I'm quite successful there's no need for me to expect that of my friends because there's no, like, there's no hole that they're filling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I feel like you felt all of this, but then you never acted on it, which obviously just shows who you are as a person. Because mm. if you ever said to me, like, I'm really upset that you haven't, like, you know, bought a ticket for Gather and Grow, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> See you later, mate. Okay. Um, but, you know, I guess you can all, we can all do a little bit more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone and, could do a little bit more. Yeah, and I think it's different for everyone. That's kind of what I learned from putting out that post. Is that like it is different for everyone. Some people do mm. need or desire, you know, the people that are kind of like their personal life friends to really have an invested interest in what they do, and that's great. Um, but I think looking back, I love my personal friendships so much more now that they don't, you know, bleed into business and there's not that kind of crossover because actually it feels like real rest when I'm with my friends yeah as opposed to feeling like my friends need to give me everything Mm. and there's this real like taxing feeling on that yeah because I'd I'd hope that what you could use me for business wise is just to say how you're feeling like if you were feeling tired or worried or nervous and then we could speak through that Mm. um yeah which is what I guess you you can expect from me but you can't expect me to get involved in all the businessy stuff yeah. Because I'd I'd absolutely crash and burn. <laughs> it just doesn't absolutely. make sense, does it? So well, talking yeah. like wait, did you have something else to say? No, I was just gonna say I feel like if you're a friend listening to this of a businessy friend, mm. then I, I actually felt like I started to respect not respect you more, but I got your business a bit more and I felt a little bit more involved and I felt like I understood what you did more when I just asked questions. Yeah. I think don't be afraid to let like, ask questions. Like the best conversation we've ever had. That is is, a big um, statement. This is hilarious. So I'll set the scene. We're on top of the shard. <laughs> Sounds really bougie. It's my twenty first birthday in October and we're just having like afternoon tea. Um, hashtag gifted by Alice and um, and then I just said to you I was like Alice I just have this question and you're like yeah okay go for it and I think we were talking about this subject and how far we've come as friends and whatever yeah. and I was like so can you just tell me exactly how much you've earned every single year and honestly shocking in, an, in a way that you know when you're 17, 18 I didn't have any money yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I'm a student I don't have any money like it's just amazing to sit, like to hear that and it was just exciting that yeah. was it I wasn't like oh I'm so jealous or I want to do that or mm. wow Alice is like a millionaire because she ain't but like <laughs> she is not <laughs> yeah, that, that was really question, good that question helped you to understand yeah what I did. and I think it is worth acknowledging as well that there is a there's a role for both parts to play in building a healthy friendship when yeah. one of you does something which is quite hard to understand yeah like if you said you know um I don't know I'm an accountant like, that's fairly easy to understand what I do. If I mm. say, I've got a promotion, I've got a pay rise, mm. I've been made redundant, like, I've moved apartment. Like, all of those phrases very quickly, you know, you understand what that means. Yeah. But for me to say, like, oh, I have brought on a retainer client, or, you know, mm. I'm shifting my branding to be in a different direction, or I'm launching or whatever, like, that's so much harder for you to get because it's not a language that you understand. No idea what So that I think means. sometimes it's, like, breaking things down of, like, oh, like, this is what that means. Like, oh, yeah. this means that I've, you know, earned a bit more money this month. Mm. Or this means that I've just got a grant, which is going to help me to do this. Yeah. And it's almost breaking it down to the point where actually they can understand it on their terms and not expecting for them to understand it themselves already. Yeah, totally. And I think what's so nice about living with each other now is that I actually understand what you do with your time a bit more mm. so I understand that you actually work really weird hours and you work late and you work early or you're on the phone for about an hour or you know 
you go away quite a lot, which is something I didn't really know. Mm. So I think just asking questions and, you know, yeah. texting your friend being like, what are you actually doing today? Like, yeah. and then being like, oh, I'm actually doing this. Like not going into the details, but saying mm, helping them to understand. for about five hours, I'm working on my website today. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And not assuming for the people who are listening who are on the business side, not assuming that because they're not answering questions, they don't care. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, like you don't know what questions to ask. Like you yeah. don't sound dumb of like, oh, like uh. what's, and like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't even know what questions to ask. Apart from how much money did you make this month? Because yeah, that's, that's my favourite question. question. <laughs> Becca is up to date on my finances. Yeah, and it's, it's tax. I don't really, I still don't understand tax, which is something I need to get on. Because you will be self-employed I know. at some point. Which is going to be a whole other transition for us. Yeah, but I'm so in. glad that I have you. I've made all the mistakes. I can teach you. Yeah, you can teach me stuff. Teach you the error of my ways. Yeah. I would be curious to know, and I don't know what you're going to say here, um, <laughs> as someone who, so we live together, mm. we know each other very well, we've seen each other in some real highs and real lows, mm-hmm. um, and I think definitely now we live together, you see, like, everything. I think because I'm quite good, like, literally my job is helping people to tell stories, mm. so I think I'm quite good at portraying what I want to portray it's not lying but I think I'm fairly good at like manipulating information and visuals to make something look great yeah but I'd be interesting to know from your perspective like what are the what are the things that now when you look at my online presence or know how I present myself in my business you're like wow she really isn't sharing that thing (laughs) because the reality is I think the way that I show up online I'm big you know on like authenticity and vulnerability yeah I do share a lot of very real stuff but that's like 40 percent yeah. What would you say is in that 60% that people might be Whew. unaware of? 60 How long do you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, you're... Well, you are very you. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I wouldn't... I would never call you out, like, for what you... What yeah, things yeah, yeah. you say or do. It's not bullshit. It's just... No. You have a really, really cute podcast voice. Really? This is what it's called, podcast. Yeah. How weird. I was just like, hang on, did I say that wrong? <laughs> you have a really, really professional podcast and a phone voice. So actually... Do I? Yeah, this week I've been um, on Easter break. So I've been yeah, sat yeah. in Alice's office. So technically she's actually brought me to work a few days. And I've just been sat like watching Netflix while she's on client calls and you have a really funny client voice. To clarify, only client calls where there's not confidential information being discussed. Oh yeah, no. I should say that. <laughs> And I wouldn't understand what you're talking about anyway, so no, no it's worries. It's literally hands. like um, goes over your head. Yeah, so that is that's just cute. But I think everyone has a voice when they are being recorded and put on. So don't you worry. Um, or oh, what's a weird thing? Well, uh, this is a long line. Hashtag Matilda Mills. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Matilda Mills. Um, I think it's Matilda Moments. I'm not really Matilda sure. Matilda Moments. What your Matilda stuff is like? You actually eat. I think I said this last time, but you yeah. eat like a child. <laughs> Can I, te- can I tell them you how many crunchies you've eaten? Right, so obviously I've just been hanging out watching TV the past, like yesterday for example, was just hanging out watching TV the whole day. And every like hour and a half, Alice would come check on me. I think she wanted to get away from work a bit. Between client calls. Between client calls. And she was like, oh, I don't know what to do. That's a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you're not doing anything at the moment. So how's that helping? Um, <laughs> As she <laughs> sits savage. and watches Netflix. Yeah, whatever. Um, and she, she, yesterday you ate four crunchies. Yeah. I would have eaten more. I know you would have. And I'd eaten four the day before. And so before eight, the day before. And we have a giant cookie downstairs. Yeah, we've been... Like... Yeah, my eat eating weird. habits are... You eat lettuce out of a bag, which mm. is actually probably your worst trait in my, I think. Wow. Because okay. I just really don't like lettuce. Yeah. Um, what else do you do that's weird? You eat so much hummus. Yeah, very childlike. If you think plain about how food. a kid eats, they only want plain food. They yeah. don't like their food touching. They don't like... Like, I want to eat the same three meals every <laughs> single day for my life. The other day, when we were cooking dinner, we um we had, like, this HelloFresh meal. And Alice kicked off because in the title it said spicy chicken. She was like, well, I can't eat spicy food. She was like, you all know that. And this is like, you know, all five of us around the dinner table. You know I can't eat spicy food. So I'm just gonna, and then she goes in the freezer and pulls out this like bag of chicken and broccoli, which is like plain. Then she just microwaves it and like basically has a bit of a hissy fit because we're all eating one, one meal and she feels really excluded. And she's like, well, I just have to eat this from the freezer. <laughs> like Alice it's not spicy like it's, and like we're trying to get her to eat and she just won't eat it oh, I think in a wow. way and this is something my um <laughs> when I was in therapy I found it really interesting to explore this but I think because oh, this is an actual deep thing that you've had therapy about <laughs> so I didn't know that I 
wouldn't have brought it up. No, 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 no. It's good. We're, okay, side note. The food thing, yeah. eating food like I'm a kid, apparently, I don't want to admit to this because I think it's just because I like the food that I like. Apparently, it's a way of, you like, because my work is so intense and yeah. because so, like, for a newly turned 21-year-old, a lot of what I'm doing, I'm not necessarily showing up as a 21-year-old weird. I feel like I'm... Like, it's very intense. I have to give a lot. It's quite gruelling. And I think for someone who's, like, still not a fully formed adult, that's exhausting. So my therapist was saying that, in a way, me eating like a child is me taking myself back to being a kid. Wow. Where I'm not in control. And I'm not having to make decisions and I'm not having to be responsible for anything. That kind of makes sense, Yeah, you know? so it's like a way... And it's the same with my family. Like, I act like a bit of a 12-year-old around my family. Yeah. And that's because when I've been working for 10 hours and I've been giving and giving and giving and, like, holding this space, which is exhausting, but I love... And being a boss. Yeah. That's quite interesting. I, then I think, like, fall back into being a bit of a child because mm. I just need to switch off my brain. So, yeah, the food thing's, like, legit. <laughs> even, like, I eat with small cutlery. Yeah, and we're all sat there with adult cutlery. Apart from, I feel like I have to have the small cutlery as well to make you feel included. I think that's what... I do these days. Oh, that's cute, man. Yeah, it's pretty cute. I don't, just thinking about that, about what maybe people, I don't share a ton of online. I don't share a ton of, like, you're the only friend that I share. I don't share my family. Apart from, like, Becca Hall 97. Yeah, well done. (laughs) 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 I share my family, like, maybe once or twice a year. Do you think people will be able to answer the question, like, how many brothers do you have? No. Mm. If people really, like, skiing. I'm obviously showed family a bit then. Yeah. Or like Christmas, I'll maybe that was share fun. a family I like picture. Those. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, your family. But of a gen, I think I'm trying to get better at it. But definitely, like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me to share other people in my life because that's just a boundary that I don't want to cross. Interesting. Because I had a bad experience with a few friends, um, where the way that I showed them online or maybe didn't show them online caused issues in our relationship. Ah. I think I just got to the point where I was like, well, I'm just not going to share anyone because I don't want to tell anyone's story for them. And yeah. because I share so, like, vulnerably, mm. like, for example, I'm pretty sure our relationship, like, I could share any story that we have. Yeah. And I'm sure you would trust that I would share that in the right way. Yeah. But I just don't want to ever put people in a position where I'm you know, not manipulating, but using a story that we've shared to put a message across which is of my intent. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of like the one thing I know that I can share without hurting anyone or, you know. It's your own stories. Yeah. And it was definitely a transition when Cray and I broke up. He was the one thing I shared. I'd always say, like, I don't share any friends or family, Mm. but I share my boyfriend because I know our dynamic and I know you can trust me and he doesn't care. And definitely since we've broken up, he's been switched out for you. Because I felt like like it's important for people to know that I'm a human and I'm not yeah, just definitely. working all day on my own and I'm not just this like lone person. Mm. So you're probably now the like that person. That... Are you asking me out? No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, also we've had a lot of experiences together. <clears throat> Most of the experiences that I've had, especially recently, and yeah, just for, I don't know. Maybe the last three years you've been involved in mm. in all of them, not in a negative way. Um, yeah. Does that ever, does anything ever bother you about me maybe sharing you online or telling those stories? No, I get buzzed when I make it onto your Instagram story. <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> um, you get well annoyed when I don't tag you. Yeah, I do get annoyed when you don't tag me, but that's fine. No, I don't, I think, that's I I get it that online you are alicebenham.co.uk, wait, what's your website? Yeah, that's <laughs> Can someone count how many times I've gone? Is that true? Or is that a word? Or how do you spell that? <laughs> Am I allowed? Um, yeah, online you are alicebenham.co.uk. Hello at alicebenham.com. Yeah. No, uk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are that person. Mm. And I think for people to get to, to really get to know who you are, that's going to have to be in a personal setting one-on-one, mm. not online, because you can't... You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's a very, very wise and mature thing for you to see Mm. is that you know it it goes the other way as well like I genuinely have had problems in friendships before where how much I shared them online because they knew how much my online presence is a focus of mine because it's how I grow my business yeah they would then begin to equate okay how much you share me or how much you put 
pictures of us on your feed or whether I'm yeah. on your website or whatever not because I'm all high and mighty but just because they knew that it was a real importance to me so they began to think okay well if that's important to her value how much it. I'm involved in that shows how she feels about our relationship yeah very true and I think you like from from just saying that seem in a very healthy place of like that is your work and yeah. that doesn't you know there's no correlation between how much you show up within my work and how much our relationship mm. means to me and those two things are different yeah yeah totally when I'm in work mode because I'm probably quite like even when I did this episode with Cray um like talking about how my work impacted our relationship I kind of left it realizing that actually probably some of the things that I struggle with in terms of my work and those relationships come down to the fact that I'm probably in the minority of being very very intensely focused on work at the moment in my life Mm -hmm. it's a big part of my life I work a lot I'm quite tunnel visioned with that how do you find that? Like, as a friend who maybe, like, maybe it's different now that we live together, but what does that look like for you to, like, try and, mm. like, intercept into that time? Or do you just wait until I come and find you with a crunchy? Yeah. Want to get distracted? I feel like before we lived together, there is, there's always going to be a bit of a worry, I think, with everyone because of how mm. low you got before. Yeah. Um... So I think there is a little bit like always checking in, don't need to do too much, but obviously you're a lot older now, you're in a different place, you've you've experienced a lot of therapy and you seem like in a really good place. Um, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> the question, oh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. What was, yeah, what was the question? Don't worry, we'll move on from now. I think move I was on, talking... Edit that out. Oh, we're not gonna, I'm not going to edit this episode. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't. I, I mean, I think from, from my point of view is that I have my life going on and mm. you have your life going on. And now I know more about what you do. I don't feel like I need to be a part of it. Yeah. Because I know it now. And I know that you I know that cannot you don't add anything. And I just <laughs> don't want to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd love to come to like, you know, an event, get some freebies. I love the freebies that you bring home. Yeah. If Fia's listening to this. Ah, uh, is that, um, she can, she did. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> Love the dry shampoo, um, love the tan, Yeah. love all the health stuff as well. Yeah. It's really interesting. You and my mum are like vultures. Yeah, when, when you come home from an event, if, especially if you've been gone like four days, I'm like, You're like yes. she's got some good. That's really good. But yeah, I just, I'm okay now with you just doing what you got to do and I'll be here. Yeah. If you ever need to buy a new bed. Yeah. Or go to McDonald's at 11pm or... Yeah, and I think it's a great place to be in and it's a very... Secure, I think you have to be secure in yourself to say, hey, Beck, like, there are real things in your life that I will never be able to support you with. There are things that you find of interest and in your hobbies that I just don't share with you at all. Yeah. And I find real joy in knowing that you found a group of people who give you that. Yeah. And you found real joy in knowing that I've got a group of people who get what I do and can support my business. Yeah. And I think it comes from a place of probably not so much actually relationship dynamic but just being secure and like slightly emotionally mature Mm. of being like I'm doing me she's doing her we still have this shared space that we work on yeah and you know it's not I think it's sometimes like just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not right definitely like it's taken us so much work to get to where we are now we've had to really intentionally build our friendship Mm. whilst you know we've had such different lives and it hasn't always made sense so you ever been jealous of my life um I think I get jealous if if we, it's, it's like the day before something and it only happens when you've got loads of time off not so much now because you work crazy hours at, at school yeah but probably before when you're on your gap year or maybe now oh, yeah. if you've just got time off if I know the next day that I'm up at six and I've got you know eight hours of calls or whatever mm. I think there's a bit in me that's like I don't know if it's jealousy, I think it's like frustration or yeah. wishing that I could have that, but it's never, it's not, it's not like a true feeling because I would still always choose you, that what that. you do. Mm. But it probably goes the other way as well, like when Definitely. you leave at 5.30, how early do you leave? 6.30. 6.30. When yeah. you leave at 6.30 in the morning and I've not got work till, you know, it's a, you know, it's like Thursday, Friday, I don't really start work till like 10 yeah. and I'm still in bed when you leave. Yeah. Like, it, I guess it's kind of that dynamic of, like... like another 60% that I can share of Alice's life. Alice never gets stressed <laughs> until you have to go out of the house. No, yeah. I, we've got <sighs> a meeting at 2 o'clock today together, and I will not get dressed till 10 to 2. It's amazing. 
and but I have to get ready. You work from home. You'll put makeup yeah. on. You'll get fully ready to record this podcast. And I'm I know. Like, I actually am. I've got eyeliner on. <laughs> why are we not in our pajamas right now? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's so true. But like you said, I've definitely. I think it's really important as friends to speak about this kind of stuff. Mm. Like to be like, oh, Alice, like I'm so jealous of this. And then you to be like, mm. either say, yeah, it is great. Or actually, Becca, this is the real part of that. Yeah. Like I love traveling, but I have to sit on my own and in a car for four hours. And this is yeah. how much it costs in petrol. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I have to sleep in like, you know, this travel lodge. That's rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true, actually, because when I think when I was thinking when you were talking there, the, the one time that I ever feel resentful towards it. I think it's resentful, not jealousy. Yeah. I think it's when I, if I'm like having a really shit day at home, really hope my mum doesn't listen to this. I don't think she knows that I'm going to say that word. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> listen to it. Um, if I'm having a really awful day and I see on your Instagram stories that, you know, you upload a two second video of you and your friends laughing about something. I'm like, well, <laughs> nice for you that you spend all day singing and dancing. And r- My and life's just- so good <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but then the second is, and it's probably the same with you. Like if you were having a really long day and you've got rehearsals all day mm. and then I put something on my Instagram stories about drinking gin and tonics at an event with one of my work friends. Yeah. I think you then just have to like take a step back and be like, okay, I know her. I know the reality alongside that. Yeah, I'm exactly. Not about but that's it. only come through us asking questions of each other. Yeah, and I think also us both finding our thing. Yeah, I can imagine oh, it was so probably true. difficult for you, and I don't want to project. So correct me if I'm wrong. When I was off doing all these things that I was really excited about, and everyone was kind of clapping, and it looked really successful, and you were maybe on a gap year or not getting into drama school, not yeah. sure where to go. Yeah, that, that is so. A, that is true. And the only thing that changed then was your circumstance. Yeah. Probably wasn't so much a problem. It was just, you know, you weren't in... We were in very different places and there was probably a level of... I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I would love to meet best friends who do the exact same thing. I couldn't be best and friends with someone who does what I do. No, because, like, my best friends at school, like, they are, like, incredible, but then... They don't live round here. They they're not from here. Like I've met them at uni, so we have separate lives. Mm. But I don't know if yeah, I don't. I don't think I've met best friends who do the exact same thing twenty four seven. Yeah, that's just a bit dangerous territory. No, and I think one of the things I love about our friendship is that we're different people. Mm. We are very like, very chalk and cheese. Very very ying and yang. You are the water to my oil. Wow. You are. You really love. Um, I love like it. You really I'm love think. Fra- what are they called? Uh, like phrases. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You just juxtapositions. Say... No, that is a word, though. Thank you. Um, all right. This has gone really well. <laughs> you actually going to post this one then, or? Yeah, yeah. I think this one's going to wake up. We've spoken less about things that we should. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> final question for you. Yep. Um, you give one tip okay. for the friend and I'll give one tip for mm. the entrepreneur of how you can build more um, healthy relationships with your friends when one of you does something that is quite hard to understand, maybe quite yeah. intense, quite grueling, and the other isn't in that world and doesn't necessarily get it. Ooh. Do you want to start? Yeah. My tip, I think I've said this already, but just to, if you don't understand something, just ask. Mm. And you don't have to fully grasp it and you don't have to run with that idea. But if you just ask, it just lets you in a little bit more into their world. Mm. Um, like the other day I asked you about those posters and you explained them to me about how you have goals and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, right. great. But then I just understood a little bit more like, oh, she's actually planned this out. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. This is cool. This is how much money she makes. Cool. Like, love that. Just asking questions is always good. Great. And I think that's a good thing even for like emotions as well. Have Definitely. conversations, ask questions. Don't be afraid to be the one to, to say something. Mm. Don't feel like you're making a problem by saying, hey, actually this thing's, I'm kind of struggling with this. Yeah. Or help me understand that. I like yeah. that question. And then also, if they look really busy and stressed out, do something about it. Like, say, mm. hey, like, I've booked dinner, let's go out, or mm. let's go get tattoos. <laughs> that was us. That was us. Yeah, yeah, do what you can do. 
rescue them in the way that you know best which is just to be their friend and have fun yeah I think that would be my thing for for the entrepreneurs is just to let your friends stay in their lane Mm. and I think as much as it's a mutual thing I think it comes from the person who is doing the very different thing yeah to be mostly responsible for how that impacts the relationship and I think when I look back the biggest thing that's helped me is just seeing that my personal life friends stay in their lane and they serve my life in the best way possible in that way and all the other ways that I look for support and insight and friendship Mm. in a way that you can't give or maybe just don't want to give I find in another space and there's definitely been like the biggest biggest joy for me throughout this whole like business journey in terms of people has been finding people that do stick in that lane of business of that kind of support of almost having those like colleagues or or people that kind of get it and I've seen from that by asking less of you but actually only asking for the things that really a friendship should be there's been so much more health in our friendship so much more joy in our friendship but also so so much growth in my business because I found people that can give me are you saying that I'm the reason your business is growing yeah (laughs) love that let's end on that note oh and also a little tip learn your business no your business friends title go on then because I know that Alice is a digital marketing coach well done yes what's the podcast called Starting the conversation. Well done. Mm, Five more questions. Retreat called? Gather and Grow. <laughs> How much for tickets? Oh. Well, are they like £1,200? No. <laughs> <laughs> very close, very far. What's my Instagram handle? Alice underscore Benham. My website address? AliceBenham.co.uk. Well done. Yes. What's my degree title, Alice? A BA Ons mm-hmm. in Performing Arts. No. Musical Theatre. Musical theatre and performing arts? Mm, no. Go on, what is it? Um, BA honours in performing in musical theatre. Are you kidding me? No, I know I know that you're a coach and not an officer or whatever. <laughs> or a business lady. I don't know. Okay, well, I need to get better is what well, we've learned. You know, we're not perfect, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what, we've, that's what we've learned through this episode. <laughs> Beck, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Um, I usually end every guest episode by being like, where can people find you online? But, um, um, Becca Hall 97 I also... No, that's what all I do. What people expect from your Instagram? A lot of lols, a lot of musical theatre, a lot of friends. Just making memories. That's my favourite phrase at the moment. Making memories. Love that so if people want to rate and review the podcast if they (laughs) like it we would like them to do that wouldn't we yeah only leave nice comments though yeah don't someone once left a nasty one and i was like wait yeah because she was that's the thing that gets me really angry because they don't know how hard you work (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like you do it then (laughs) bitches (laughs) um if you like the podcast leave nice words subscribe Never miss out on an episode, and we're going to get back into a rhythm now with the podcast. I say we. Becca is no... She isn't, like, a, a constant feature on this podcast now. You watch. I'll be hired as your PA in no time. You would absolutely love that. Right. <laughs> thank you for listening. Be back on Monday. Say bye, Beck. Bye, Beck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I smashed it.